Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown, but also Raw, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture, as I said, they're joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to Friday Night SmackDown from Madison Square Garden, no less. Big, big show to look forward to, but we didn't have a chance because it's been a bit of a crazy week with All Out and everything like that to talk about last week's SmackDown. So I thought we take a chance now to sort of briefly review what went down last week because. I thought last week's show was brilliant yet again. It's night and day when it comes to this and the red brand, isn't it? Oh, yeah. When you, in terms of comparison to Monday Night Raw, they do, I wouldn't say they feel like a different company, but they feel more like they're less like each other to the point where WWE are almost trying to do a brand split again, mm. but not in the way that they would want. It's not just like a split rosters and as Seth Rollins used to say, we got different color ropes and different commentators. It's like this honestly feels like a different wrestling show. Like, it, co- it doesn't seem like the same production team are behind it. There's a uh, heat in the audience that is completely missing on Monday night. I don't know how much of that to do is with the third hour not being there on SmackDown, maybe. But what I will say for the, the WWE aspects of SmackDown that ultimately don't stop it from still sagging at points, it doesn't feel anywhere near of a, much of a drag mm. as Monday Night Raw. There's a hot crowd. They're invested in the big angles. And I think, like, an example of tonight's episode, the stuff that feels big does so organically. They've not really had to... Yes, it's Madison Square Garden. Yes, there's a lot of like things to be excited that make you feel like we've got returns and things like that. But there's a rematch that people were into last week in a quote-unquote normal building. It was something that people want to see. There is a product that feels borderline hot, which is quite impressive for WB because I think we were all a little bit shocked with how soon after fans came back, everything suddenly felt quite ordinary. Mm. They've just about managed to maintain things on SmackDown. It is the polar opposite of how I used to feel, you know, like, what, 10 years ago, whatever Mm. it was, when they used to have SmackDown, and I was like, when I was just a casual fan, that's not needed, that's not a priority to watch whatsoever, whereas now, I've said this time and time and time again, it's a sliding scale for me, SmackDown is appointment viewing, I wake up on a Saturday, sometimes stay up late on a Friday to watch it, and uh, I avoid all spoilers and what have you, NXT... I'd, I'd probably still watch, but not, you know, the morning after. Just don't mind if I get a bit spoiled and just catch up when I can. Monday Night Raw, 
Wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. <laughs> but so it, it's insane that they, like you say, can have these two in two different relationships, excluding NXT from all this. Like, look at last week's show. I mean, you know, they sort of cheated a little bit when it came to the world title match. You know, they had Balor versus Roman Reigns, of course, but the Usos attacked Balor before the match just to give him that disadvantage. And yet, you know, he hits a coup de gras. you get mm. the near falls in there. I just thought it was a really great presentation and that brief tease potentially of the demon as well. Yeah, so I really quite like that booking because at least they were, at least they committed to a finish um, to theoretically have Roman look at Finn Balor as, as a done deal. There's nothing to worry about you had anymore. Your shot, yeah. Yeah, you've had your go. Um, you just, you know, another one of my victims in the, a long line of them. Um, and we had, as you say, the attack beforehand as viewers to feel sympathy for Finn having this unfair disadvantage against him. So I quite like that they actually gave away a finish because I, when I saw that match announced, my assumption was that they would do the match to build a match thing and you would get the Usos running in at the end mm-hmm. rather than at the beginning and you would have a match at the pay-per-view because Finn, you know, might have got it done on the night, something like that. This was more interesting. Mm. This was the sort of thing where Roman wants to treat this as a definitive. Finn Balor obviously does not. But you can't do that as Finn Balor. It's not just about having to keep the Usos at bay. It's about having to try and do what nobody else has been able to do, which is defeat Roman Reigns. And, like, even get within spitting distance of defeating Roman Reigns. And, of course, the way to do that is to summon the demon. The tease was electrifying because I think everybody sort of accepted that Finn's time was done. Mm. This was Finn's go. Given you a finish, he's lost. Who's next? That sort of thing. And we know that, obviously, Brock Lesnar is annexed as well. So I thought it was a, a, a nice tease. And the match itself is, a, yet again, uh, credit to WWE for finding the perfect, unpredictable B-show opponent when, ultimately, this title reign is decided by the A-show matches. So we've all sort of gone, well, he beats Cena at SummerSlam, maybe he fights Brock, wherever that may be. It all all roads lead to the rock eventually. We're all doing that. Well, it's a long-term thing for Roman. But they've got to think about what it's going to be one Sunday a month. And just like Cesaro and just like Edge and now with the Demon, they've kind of got us on the hook for mm. it. They've got, they've yet again, just, I don't know if it's like a stumbling into might be unfair. Kevin Owens was another one, I think. It might be unfair because they've maybe looked at everybody and they have genuinely mapped this out. They've thought, if we're going to Brock and maybe even through Brock, and I guess we'll get to that a little bit, who else could we potentially line up? Who else could we empower in the weeks leading up to a pay-per-view so that they feel believable against Roman at least once? Balor did. They did it. And the Demon is an even greater threat. They are potentially going to end the Demon's main roster unbeaten streak. This is... And I think this is a a, a hill uh, a place a good place to do it. If I'm perfectly honest, I, I, I know there's going to be distractors for that, but I want to make this this Roman Reigns character as unstoppable as possible until someone shouldn't be the Rock, in my opinion. Until someone who's a regular wrestler on WWE stops him, because a hell of a rub that would be. Well, you know, this I'm not comparing the two, but the Demon. I can't really think of anything else in WWE in terms of a winning streak that is as protected as that because they so rarely go to it. And it's Brock Lesnar was the one to end the undefeated streak of The Undertaker at the time. It was seen as, oh, shouldn't that have gone to like a, you know, like a new star or something? But in reality, 
I think we can look back now and say it probably made more sense that it was a Brock. And I kind of feel that's, that comparison can be made to Roman and Finn. Yeah. Rather than you giving the demon up for, I don't, I don't want to, this is not a slight on this wrestler, but a Chad Gable, for example. What a big moment that's going to be. They're going to drop the ball with Chad Gable like 10 more times. So it's going to end up being wasted. It's not going to be flushed away if Roman Reigns beats the demon and he's the first one to do it. It's going to be mentioned. Paul Heyman will certainly bring it up. You know, he's a manager of these men that stop these streaks. It's the sort of thing that will, it'll linger and it'll last that he's managed to get it done. Uh, from two of the nine Bs of SmackDown, as we know them, Bloodline and Balor, that would be. Brock is also one of them, actually. Two, one of my favourites, Baron. Oh, we've been on a roller coaster with Corbin uh, over the last few weeks and months. Uh, but I think they've really hit their stride with this happy Corbin character. And I've got to applaud them yet again. Aligning him with Logan Paul and the subsequent beatdown of Kevin Owens last week is a genius move. Yeah. Um, I I don't know, right, if... Because I'm not... I don't know much about the Paul brothers other than what is exposed to me through... Well, WWE, I guess, a little bit of Twitter and asking you questions. <laughs> so, like, that's my knowledge of the Paul brothers. But all I got from... The build-up to WrestleMania with the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens match was, well, he's an arsehole. Mm. And it spoke to WWE's value system that they weren't necessarily positioning him as a heel. And yet, now they've got that right, all of a sudden, it looks as though they've absolutely nailed this celebrity involvement. He's hot. He's newsworthy. His fights are drawing like, enormous numbers. His brother's fights, but yes. Sorry, his, sorry, his brother's fights, but like the Paul brothers, yes. I guess, as a... Brand. A, yeah, as a brand, as an entity, they're a talking point. 100%. Um, and WWE have done quite well to get in, not on the ground floor, but getting while this brand is maybe at its hottest in a way that makes the most sense. He's a known figure of hatred, and they've positioned him with this sleazy arsehole on the roster. It reminded me of what a good job they did with KFED way back in <laughs> yeah. 2006. Just this universally loathed figure hanging off the arm of Britney Spears. And they brought him in, like, sidled him up with John uh, Johnny Nitro, as he was back yeah. then, to be critical of a John Cena, their top babyface at the time. This reminds me of that. Don't, just because they're, celeb- they're the celebrity, insist on them being, well, we've got to get them cheated. People are going to be excited to see this guy. Aye, but probably because they want to hate him. And he was really good at courting that as well. Mm. Both of them, both of these brothers, they're like natural IRL heels. They're good at that. They're good at selling this despicable side of their personality. This is pro wrestling. That's what this stage is for. Mm. Yeah, Jake Paul, who's the bigger knobhead, inexplicably, <laughs> despite the fact that Logan is the one who filmed in the Suicide Forest, Jake Paul has convinced people either to, you know, feverishly get behind him. Such strikes me that's probably getting more of his YouTube sort of subscribers. Mm. We've got a hell of a number, to be fair. But also, he's got that Floyd Mayweather air about him. Calm down, Jake. Not like that. You're not that good of a bloody boxer. You're <laughs> fighting f- basketball players and blokes with new hips and what have you. And Tyron Woodley, which is an impressive win nonetheless recently. He's got people paying to watch him get knocked out, which is what Floyd Mayweather mm. perfected. Yeah. Logan Paul, I think, is the more sports entertainment side of things in terms of that he doesn't just have to go out there and say something outrageous to get the attention. He just is a figure of sort of hatred, mm. and I've gone from being like, oh, f- why is he bloody on my screen, to I was sitting here this morning thinking, he'd be a really good surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble, because <laughs> people would be like, oh, yeah, like, you send him out there, maybe he eliminates some fan favourite that we all kind of know is not going to win the Rumble, mm. and then 
maybe Brock, some killer comes out and you know you don't. I don't wouldn't do the Drew Carey spot of him getting eliminated. I'd have him get getting hoid all over the place and say, "We'll try to protect you." But you seen Daniel Puder in the rumble? Can we show this uh, Steve and Chris Pontius footage? Yeah, just yeah, let him get splattered. Um, but Happy Corbin mm. has just been in the last couple of weeks has just been back to his old sensational self rather than just someone who gets a bad mouth by John Cena that odd, weird week. Yeah, I want to watch a WWE that I will often bargain with and accept that the quality is not of the standard I would like, but I want to watch a WWE that has ideas, tries to execute them, tries to see them through, and this is one of those. Um, you had weeks and weeks and weeks of the um, Corbin down on his look, bones of his arse character, um, for better and worse, some of the stuff really, really worked, some of the stuff less so. But we, the Happy Corbin trademark filing was leaked. So it was something we kind of always knew they were headed towards. And they got there. They actually followed it through. Um, if you think about that character's trip from the gutter to the stars, he worked his way almost into the title picture through his desperation to sign that contract. He found himself in a feud with Kevin Owens which has now extended to him in this completely different character. So it just feels like they've done a bit of work. Like, Baron Corbin's really good at doing this Vegas man from Del Monte thing. <laughs> I think it's because it's, like, not that far away from who he... I'd like to think he's not as big an arsehole IRL, but, like, looks-wise and the, this sort of lifestyle is one he appears to enjoy. Like, it's the fruits of his labour. Um, and, yeah, it's, like, it's just something that they've had the idea for quite a while ago lay the groundwork, and seen it through. And I think that's why it feels good. I think that's why it, it feels quite earned and it feels quite organic. It doesn't feel like they've just put Chad Gable in basketball clothes because um, one week, <laughs> Caleb Braxton, anyway, see you later, Shorty. I, I mean, Chad. Like, no, you know, you didn't mean Chad. You meant Shorty because literally next Thursday we're going to be calling him Shorty G. Yeah. It's not just this out-of-nowhere jarring reinvention. They've... There's some craft to this. Mm. And yeah, Corbin Owens 2 with Logan Paul there or not really is entirely different to Corbin Owens 1. It is. You, it, this is not a run back. This is something different. And the, the reports coming out this week, strong likelihood that Corbin goes over and, and this stop, he sort of elevates him even further. It's some really exciting stuff. And, you know, we're not a huge fan of the brand warfare stuff, but in terms of a character to put on the Blue Brands team, <laughs> it's brilliant. You know, him attempting to bribe the oppo opposing team or buy his place into the SmackDown 5 or whatever it may be. There's, there's so much potential mm. in this. And speaking of potential, let's talk about potential world champion. Boom! <laughs> oh, what have you missed in the last couple of weeks, Michael Hampler? He is... The guy who probably should end Roman Reigns' streak, in my opinion. Um, I like his um, singlet looking like dungarees. That's <laughs> what I like. I like a, a denim spandex singlet is a choice, and it's one I greatly respect. Um, yeah, talk me through that because I'm like I was out of the loop, will, willfully out of the loop, taking a holiday, and came back in to find the dirty dogs as like jobber to the stars. What the star was Rick Boogs. <laughs> yeah. So basically, random one week, he just had a tag match, and I was I had everything crossed because we we've, we've been a fan of his for a long old time, mm. Eric Bugenhagen, as he's formerly known. 
And he just looked great. Like you say, he's got that denim singlet mm. thing. He is, we all know, ridiculously strong, but he, he translates that into a fantastic moveset, a unique moveset, and an eye-grabbing moveset as well. He, playing guitar on his opponents, doing an abdominal stretch or whatever it may be. He leaps through the screen for me. He is someone that has clearly decided in a you know show full of characters rather than just wrestlers. Mm. He is someone who really stands out. And yeah, credit yet again to Dolph Ziggler. We often talk about this. He bummed like crazy for him. He's flying all over the ring. Uh, he did, did the same with Apollo Crews, for example. And I just think they've actually got this one spot on to WWE's credit for once. Well, as well, um, so Nakamura has, I would say, broadly benefited from their on-screen relationship as well. I, I, you know, that's generous perhaps, but I think it's made Nakamura's character ever slightly more interesting. Mm. I think they're... Considering how, again, just like completely out of nowhere, this is the opposite of Happy Corbin. It's just like one week, Bugenhagen's there playing the guitar, and by the way, he's called Rick Boogs. No build-up, no Nakamura's been looking for some extra no. help or some pep in his step or anything like that. It's just like, no, he's just here. Just take that. All right. But they've sort of made it work. They're, I think they're, they're developing a chemistry, which is quite nice. Nakamura, he's not going to sort of mind Rick Boogs getting some of this spotlight and Boogs is not going to sort of see this as just reflected glory. He's going to have his own way. At it. It's it's really like mid-card stuff. I'm not doing backflips for it yet, but it's nice. I it's, think... I, I don't hate the characters. There is a real easy path here, and I'm I, I'm getting ahead of myself maybe suggesting him be world champion, but I do think it could <laughs> be the case. Of, you know, people are asking about him who don't watch wrestling. Someone was telling me the other day that their friend was... Was it Andy, I think, maybe? Yeah. Their friend was watching wrestling and was like, who the hell is this Boogs guy? Mm. Which is what you need. Yeah. And in the next few months, it's, it's the perfect territory for someone like this. As long as you don't screw it up and have him turn on Shinsuke or whatever. He's the mascot of Team Blue... Uh, Survivor Series. Love how you've got, be... all, you've got all these guys like channeled for Survivor oh, Series. I'm <laughs> way ahead You're of ready you. for Under Siege. I'm not like WWE <laughs> turned around at the you know the pay per view after before just before Survivor Series that ends and they go oh bollocks Black Rumble <laughs> everyone get blue and red T-shirts. You do that. You give him some nice spots in the Rumble. Get him some eliminations in there, and you're golden. You set him up for some match at WrestleMania. I don't know what it would be. Maybe even that's when you crown him with some sort of mid card title. Who knows but it feels so easy and they will have to actively try hard to, to screw this one up. But it's WWE, it's within their powers. <laughs> um, right, before we get on to tonight's episode of SmackDown, we have one final thing to talk about. And I, I often talk about the nine Bs of SmackDown, but Michael Hamflet, we are a company that prides ourselves on our top tens. Mm. And maybe it's time to make it a 10, the 10th B of SmackDown being betrayal because it is tantalizingly within our grasp. Dominic Mysterio is going to electric chair his dad because dad keeps screwing things up for him. He came down last week. He was having a match with Sami Zayn. Dominic Mysterio, that is, against Sami Zayn. He looked like he was doing pretty well. Dad came down and then he loses the match. It's time, I think, for them to give the people what they want. <laughs> dad, I've got this. By this, I mean your head on a spike. <laughs> yes, it is uh, the betrayal of Bartha and Bun um, is 
it's upon us. Um, me and you have had a lot of fun with this for what feels like about two years, maybe. <laughs> um, but more than ever, I think even more than um, when they had the when they had the belts or when they were on the verge of losing the belts or indeed when they did lose the belts and they couldn't win them back. Um, now more than ever, it feels like they're wanting everybody to have it. It's not just for us. It's not just for you, the wide-eyed psychopath. Can't I just tell a quick story as well? Yeah. Of me doing the SummerSlam live stream and you... It was the start of your two-week break. Yeah, it was the last show before I properly disengaged. And a Hamlet, I was doing the stream with Andy and Phil... Hamflip's name pops up on my phone midway through this tag match, and we're going, "This is bloody happening! This is yeah, happening!" Yeah. And the Usos win, and uh, off the off the Mysterios go, and the Usos stay in the ring, and it's like it's happening. Here it comes, face of black. Move on to the next thing. And you <laughs> went, well, it's not happening. Good night. Then I'm going to bed now. <laughs> I mean, it did. It got me a bit of extra sleep before the holiday. <laughs> Can I tell a story? Go on. So, um, for people listening this morning, as you may be able to tell by the slightly improved quality from my usual, I don't just mean in terms of broadcast, those days are long gone, <laughs> but in terms of the, the microphone quality, the audio quality, me and Will Bonner together in the studio today. It's been uh, lovely being back with the boys. And um, yeah, this morning we were greeted by uh, a special guest at What Culture mm. Towers. Um, and it just it brought to mind, obviously, this, that we're talking about Dominic and Rey Mysterio. It was Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris Wilborn, the father of Adam Wilborn, and Wilborn was telling us, "I oh, just he's popping in because he's uh, he's off with his mates to he's, yeah, he's stopping on the way up to on Scotland. Route, he's come north, but he's come via Newcastle. That's what you think, mate. When you went to the toilet, I went and had a word with Chris. And uh, if you go open the door of that corridor, you'll find that electric chair that goddamn man <laughs> for the purpose of this podcast. Yeah, and I left him laying. I said, "Tell your son that's going to happen on SmackDown. He'll understand." <laughs> So sorry to Chris's mate in SmackDown. <laughs> Mr. Wilborn is currently laying in the stairwell. I had to electric chair him for the good of a SmackDown preview. I knew he'd understand. Come on, Dom, I've done it. You need to do it now. That's it, yeah. I've like I've willed it into existence by attacking my friend's father <laughs> with the very same move. No, it's all good. Um, this was... I really liked the finish last week. Really liked yeah. it. Because it was a pretty fun way to lose. I've got this, Dad. Like, turn your head, <laughs> forty-five degrees, bang, slap in the face. Um, and not, I can't. I love him, but you can't think of many people worse to lose to like that than Sami Zayn. He's yeah. like, yeah, we did it, baby. Ain't that a kick in the head? Like, uh, it was great fun. So, yeah, more of the same um, to get us to the inevitability. Um, when do we want it though? Like, it's Madison Square Garden tonight, the world's most famous arena. You know, the destination of Bret Hart's iconic title victory at WrestleMania Ten. Steve Austin suddenly and Vince McMahon for the very first time. The first ever four horsewoman tag in <sighs> WWE. Like, it, it's... Everything happens at Madison Square Garden. Could it be tonight? Oh, please. Oh! Vince McMahon once always said of his father, Vinny, the garden will always be the garden. I never really liked that. I didn't really know what it meant. But, like, you know, father and son stuff is rooted in this building. Dead. Mysterios will always be Mysterios. Bang! Electric chair. I love it. Full on Chris Wilborn's in. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses, they can be Big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? A try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, let's look ahead to tonight's episode of SmackDown uh, a little bit more because... Well, it's a stacked show. They've really gone all out, like you said, for MSG, uh, and we can't go any further than the person who we thought was going to be on SmackDown a few weeks ago, <laughs> but doesn't matter. Better late than never. Brock Lesnar! And not only is he coming back, but there is such a great storyline developing as well with Brock, Roman's paranoia, and what on earth is going on with Paul Heyman. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. Um... I think we'd, at various points, pitched Brock's eventual comeback to take place on Monday Night Raw to avoid doing this now. But they're getting to it. Fine. Like, I, d- I don't know the destination. I have concerns slightly that it is like Brock Lesnar winning a title in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Got, got, like, it's eating away a little bit, but I like watching what I'm watching here. Um, you know, we knew that Paul Heyman's divided loyalties would be a big part of this eventual blow-up and the showdown between the two. Um I've liked Roman. So last week, you know, Paul Heyman's ringtone being the Brock Lesnar music and getting the call. And I love the idea that, like, Brock Lesnar has never, like, his relationship with Paul Heyman isn't affected by the new one with Roman Reigns. He was probably always pretty short and to the point mm. and making his phone calls. Business. Yeah, business like. And that was all ever. Now, say something stupid, Paul. Like, that's all it's ever needed to be between the two of them. Um, so I love how that's not changed and he's completely unaffected by whatever Heyman's got going on with Roman Reigns. And I love that in response to that, Roman is trying to do the same thing but failing. You know, like he's trying I'm to... I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm tr- like, it's Brock fine. Yeah, well, I'm fine too. If anything, I'm more fine. I'm finer. I'm finer. <laughs> um, it's just, I, I love that he's doing that now. Um, what was the thing last week? I'm going to smash Finn Balor. And when the time's right, I'll smash Brock Lesnar. And it's that cool Roman delivery that he does where we always know that when push comes to shove... He doesn't really want to smash the guy, or he needs the Usos to help him smash the guy, or whatever. But like in that chair, in that moment with Paul Heyman, he's just playing it as cool as he possibly can. And it's Heyman that's left to stress as a result because he's fun to watch flapping. 
You know, it's fun watching these two giant, frightening men oh. like, that potentially are going to have the crosshairs on him. And he knows this. He's not stupid. He's been around the block. So I like it. And I like the idea that Paul... What I want tonight, right, out of SmackDown is um, you don't need many words from Brock Lesnar, but it's going to be important that he's there in front of the crowd. They're going to have to deliver him in a way that feels... True to the advertising, should we say, because I understand that first week was a little bit on the cheeky side. It was like, you're going to see Brock Lesnar's action to SummerSlam yeah. on a video. Or the fallout from SummerSlam replay. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're going to have to show it. Like, he's going to have to come in front of the crowd. It's going to have to feel like Brock Lesnar is on SmackDown. But give us um guy that's got two dates, episode of a sitcom with Paul Heyman tonight. You know, like, he stood outside waiting. He's, he's like pacing back and forth in the car park. And the limo arrives. And he's like... Oh, God, oh, God. And then the door opens, and it's Roman. And he puts away that red iPhone, and he pulls out his Roman Reigns iPhone. He's like, puts, my, a, puts a lay on. Yeah, my tribal chief, you've arrived. I've been waiting for you. Like, that, or whichever way around, yeah. it, stuff like that. Like, have It's fun. Mrs. Doubtfire, basically. 100%. Have fun with that. Um, and then probably you need to, do, like, it's not a square garden. We've talked about, like, the place where historic moments happen. Probably got to win with the tug of war for the belt, isn't it? Tug of war for Paul Heyman. <laughs> Paul Heyman instead of the belt. Come here. Come here. Yeah, I love it. Uh, like, I really genuinely like the story. Um, Heyman's perfect for it. He's fun. He's a sniveling rat. It's as exactly as he should be in between these two guys. That would actually be quite fun. I, I'm not going to talk AW much, but in two tunnels that AW have, yeah. Paul Heyman's in the middle. Come on, Paul. We're, go- we're going this way. No, no, come on, Paul. I'm going this way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's like, and he's the right guy to be doing it as well. Um, they've been like they used the Usos, didn't they? To mm-hmm. sort of, we know what's going on here. Um, I like give me a little bit, but don't give me all of it because it's. I don't want to see like I don't want to see Paul Heyman make a choice tonight. No, and uh, I don't know hoof Brock in the dick or something. Like I, I really don't. I'm enjoying the struggle of it and the uncertainty of it. So I'll take a bit more. You're getting me into that position where I'm going to stay up late on a Friday night and watch this live now. Because <laughs> uh, we've also got Edge versus Rollins to Seth Rollins. Snapped yet again on SmackDown last week. He got the chair involved with Cesaro, aping Edge and you know all of his uh, ultimate opportunist shtick. I mean, I, considering what happened in the last match, I can't wait for this one. Yeah, um, best thing at SummerSlam for me. Um Genuinely great match. This has been a an almost entirely awesome program. I thought Seth was a little bit hokey last week, if I'm honest. Like I like the I like the layout and I like like sort of him doing the moves again and like I just thought by the end, uh, oh, look at the crazed intense face that Seth's pulling and look at the crazed intense eyes. Yeah, no, I don't need that. I, don't like, need it. I pull it back a bit, lads. You yeah. know, like if anything, there was this a, needs zero grit. Yeah, <laughs> there's a real sense of fun about the pre-SummerSlam stuff. You know, all the brood nonsense and that. I know it cost Gangrel a dynamite payday, but like um, otherwise, a lot of fun. So keep it there if you can. They have instilled in all of us, I think, a trust that this match will rule because the SummerSlam match was really good. If anything, I think the Madison Square Garden crowd might be even hotter because, you know, stadium stuff, noise goes up a little bit, doesn't it, in uh, in Vegas. And I just think that if they can get that audience, if they can deliver something of a matching quality to the SummerSlam match, the audience being even hotter is going to elevate it beyond it. Well, they'll be looking, much like, I guess, Christian and Kenny Omega, and they didn't manage it, they'll be looking to have the sequel better than the original. And I think they stand a good chance of doing it. And I think Seth Rollins wins. Yes. Um, and I'm not, as long as the match is great... I'm not opposed to the rubber match at Extreme Rules. I do think there's just enough juice in the fruit left to do that. And I've got 
the perfect booking for it, okay? Edge, Seth has been and using this, the history of Edge throughout mm. all this. Don't worry, I'm not going to suggest a live sex celebration. <laughs> but he's been using Edge's tactics, or at least been alluding to them. And obviously we've got, you know, oh, I, well, you cashed in, but I cashed in better. Mm. Uh, and, you know, brood stuff and, you know, the gunge or whatever that mm. crap was. But, okay, they're keeping them. They're keeping that shop sweet we've talked about <laughs> for months on end. What if tonight, copying something that I thought was really quite clever at the time with the Edge heads, Edge spears Seth Rollins, rolls to the outside, and then suddenly Seth Rollins is still there in the ring. But, but, but what? He gets speared, and then the real Seth Rollins curb stomps Edge, one, two, three, and it's revealed that the Alpha Academy addressed as Seth Rollins. <laughs> oh, that's not Seth. That's Otis with a wig on and Jack Gable. <laughs> it's just because I thought they were just further away. <laughs> Otis with a wig on. Oh, you really have me, you prick. Like, you really have me there. It's the Alpha Academy. Oh, this has become a SmackDown preview. Yes, it's back, uh, baby. We got there. We got, uh, I, I, I like more. History stuff, mm. but they might struggle to find people that can dress up as Seth Rollins tonight. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they've, maybe they've got people. I'm sure. Like Seth's not like that. He's obviously an incredible body, but he's not um, like one of those like jacked dudes, is he? No. And imagine there's like quite a few leaner young lads with not a lot to do on NXT. So why not bring up a couple of Seth heads? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, tag titles also on the line tonight. Mm. The Usos defending against the Street Profits. Kind of come from nowhere, considering a few weeks ago it was just. Montez Ford still getting murdered by Otis on a regular mm. basis. But I suppose technically they probably won those via DQ occasionally. Uh, they won last week uh, via DQ because Jey Uso, I, thought, I think it was Jay, would not get out of the ring. And Montez Ford did another bonkers dive. Uh, I think it was last week. Well, yeah, I think it was when it led to the finish when Montez Ford hit that. I just, it, it blows my mind every time. It might be genuinely, I, I, I love Eddie Guerrero. He's one of my favorite wrestlers ever. It might be the best frog splash of all time. The height he gets on yeah. it, but also the rotation he did last week. I was like, oh, and like rewound it, got the misses in. Like, you need to see this. Mm. I think they're such a great team. I'm not sure now is the time to put the titles back on them, but it's MSG and anything can happen. Yeah, um, Ford's looked in the mood, hasn't he? Yeah. That, um, that dive he did, like out when the Usos were stood on the floor and he hit them with a dive, Corey Graves legitimately didn't know what to say. Like, he couldn't call it. WWE almost, like, never goes down that route of, like, if there's a big... Like, the layoff for when they want you to, like, be, like, you know, lost in the moment. But for big moves, they want the commentators you know, going full Vic Joseph, basically. Like, <laughs> goes, never go full Vic Joseph. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, he was really, he, it's like, is he dead? Yeah, <laughs> it was, he was legitimately shocked at how awesome this thing was. There's been loads of it, like you mentioned, the frog splashes. He's just... Looked like it's one of them. Every now and then you get a rest that's been injured and wants to make up for lost time. So it like doubles down on everything for like the first however many months of their comeback. And we're getting that right now. So the Street Profits feel hot as a result. And I think this is going to be a hot match. I'm with you. I'm not sure the title change feels right about now. They have completely um, scrapped any sort of tension, I guess, in the bloodline, but even between the Usos, Jimmy and Jay. I think ultimately. Jimmy's real life indiscretions maybe got in the way of it and they just thought, you know what, we're going to scale all that back. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get something bigger picture. You're just going to be Roman's heavies. And they're good at it, so it's, it doesn't feel unnatural, but I think we've 
that's disappeared. Mm. I think we can sort of do away with it, suggesting there's any like sophisticated storytelling going on. They're just his, his boys. And it does sort of work better that they've all got the belts. Um, it's a nice aesthetic. Uh, it legitimizes Roman more so for them to be tag champions. And it just doesn't feel quite the time. But I expect, again, because of Montez Ford, if nothing else, I expect a match that will have something mm. that will be perfect for that hot Madison Square Garden crowd for, you know, like a bit of buzz, a bit of talking point the next day. They're good at that, yeah. if nothing else. And the bit where we thought he was dead last week and then yeah. he jumped up on the table and him and uh, Angelo Dawkins screamed. I was really like, oh, I'm so happy crowds are back. I often get this mm. just moments of jolting of, of energy. And uh, yeah, this is very much one of those ones where if they do switch the titles, I'm not really going, oh, I said they shouldn't do that. Because again, Big picture, zooming out. We're getting to that time of year now. RK Bro versus Ease of the Usos, all the Street Profits, is course, Match yeah. of the Night contender. Yeah, I, d- I love this Survivor Series preview. Then. I'm yeah. suddenly getting excited for, um, what was your Neil Freudian slip earlier on? Bland Warfare. Like, <laughs> you're, you're pitching matches that I actually want to watch for this show all the way in November. Like, the company's probably going to have changed president by then. Nick Carney <laughs> out of his yeah, ass yeah. by then. Uh, we've also got a contract signing. They always go to plan uh, between the SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. I said, because obviously the last time we really spoke properly about Blue Brand um, in this sort of post-SummerSlam era, give this a chance. Give the, I know people are angry for the Bianca Belair 30-second squash return of Becky Lynch thing. She wants to be a heel. WWE have done it this way. And I think... They've done more than just salvage this. I think they're, they're you know, they haven't, they're having to tiptoe there. They can't have her come out and expect booze regularly. But if she keeps coming out and going, no, I'm not going to face you this week. I'm not going to do what you want. And, you know, a bit of Conor McGregor, who the you know general public appears to have mostly turned on now <laughs> of the whole, you know, I'm going to apologize to absolutely nobody sort of thing. And Bianca Belair maintains that aura of like, She's not crap. She wasn't just suddenly bad at wrestling. She was caught off guard by a bit of sneaky bollocks from from Becky. Mm-hmm. And she just keeps doing the superhuman stuff she can do, especially with the specter of Sasha Banks, who I think I reported at the start of this week, is cleared now. They're just waiting. And I said this before. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Sasha Banks, those three women, unless something happens in the draft, this feud or this potential threesome should take you all the way to the Royal Rumble. You should not be able to book this so badly that you burn through the you know, potential permutations of this because you've almost got like a sliding scale of good, Bianca Belair, bad, because she wants to be at Becky Lynch. And although she was a heel, it's superseded now by returning Becky Lynch sort of tweener, mm. Sasha Banks. But um, yeah, contract signings never go to plan, do they? No. Um, yeah, the Becky Lynch thing is weird. I, what I think one of the problems was at SummerSlam, um, and this is obviously really old hat now, so I apologise, WWE is fundamentally broken. <laughs> so it didn't register as a heel turn because the company's values are all over the shop. They have previously presented some of these squashes in a way where you're supposed to cheer. They have sometimes done it in a way and I'm thinking of Brock and Kofi Kingston, where there's never any redemption arc. Nope. It's, so you watch a thing like that, and it no longer registers in the way it used to, because you just have to think, oh, was that just Bianca Belair getting pie then? Never mind. End mm. Like, I, I don't, like, and I was one of those people, I think I compared it to uh, Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 9, 
where like, why am I supposed to cheer this guy? I'm with Brett and he's just taking his spot, you know, mm. like that. But clearly, this, you know, the, for once, the, come on guys, let it play out and see where it's going to go. Like, it was worth it. Yeah. Well, like, this is the story they're telling. It just didn't register at SummerSlam and Becky Lynch obviously wants to do this and is committed to this. Um, I think it will, I think it will work. Becky Lynch is, uh, she's a good wrestler, but it was never like just about the matches with Becky. No. It was about the character, it was about the feeling, it was about the momentum, it was about the vibe, it was about years of just being beloved and never getting the opportunity and then taking things by the scruff of her neck. It was a you know it was a it was it was a run as much as it was anything else. Her like ascension to this the the, the, top, the very top tier. And uh I just think that now that style can lend itself better to a heel when the big matches come along. She's the world champion. Obviously, the cowards not wanting to defend it and all that is is very WWE. You know, I, I've come to work. What are you going to do? Not my job. <laughs> <laughs> they love that one. But in terms of what you can expect from the match, her slowing it down for the heat to set Bianca Belair up to do the cool power spots and the cool athletic things, and Becky Lynch think, Christ, I'm out of my depth here. She's amazing. Like, I'm, I, I've been off too long. I'm not ready for all that sort of stuff. I think, genuinely, they can tell a pretty tremendous story with them on the, on now on the right side of the divide. You know, Becky Lynch is the heel. I think, from a wrestling point of view, it's got way more potential with this balance. In terms of a contract signing tonight, they've not really... Um, they've not been very brave with the segment so far. It's been common or garden stuff, Becky Lynch says no to challenges, I'm sorry for nothing, like, uh, it's not, they've not really took many gambles, so I propose, take a big fucking one, you know, if she's gonna, if they're gonna remind you of bits of Conor McGregor's career, they're in New York, Becky storms out the contract signing, onto a bus, or onto a big truck, and Bianca Belair is the one with her massive strength to grab a barricade, and throw it at the bus, use this Pretty awful, toxic, real-life Conor McGregor situation for some cool action-adventure sports television yeah. in the same city where it happened before. Becky using the truck or the bus, something that shows that she's become too big for all of this now, hides away in it, and Bianca Belair... The Express. The, the, Be- <laughs> the Bex Express. Oh, my God. That was what she should have called that truck, Yonks. Did we even say that on a podcast? It feels so long ago. Honestly, we, we, this, is the, this is the thing, isn't it? Of, of As much as you're like, we can't bring her back and turn her heel... It's kind of where she was when she left. Yeah. And I realise, you know, you get a lot of good feeling and obviously fantastic news about going away and giving birth, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, if I'm her, I probably want to do that as well, even though yeah. merch and what have you. And yeah, I love that booking idea. Mm. You need some sort of big signature piece and you feel like the getting physical stuff may well get overshadowed by Roman and Brock. Well, just this is the building, you know, like this is, I. Th- this is a broader point about this episode of SmackDown. But... If you're a um, WWE, don't care about wrestling fans broadly speaking. They care about WWE, like content consumers. There's a clear like line at this point, but the line was very pointed when Excalibur at the end of All Out said, "Sorry, you know, if people don't like us mentioning AW in the WWE previews, this is the home of pro wrestling." That wasn't an accident. That felt like a big part of their. We got to get this one in because we are, and it's it's you know you're not telling people at this point. Um, it's not a, sl- a slogan or anything like that. We're not electioneering. Everybody feels it. The other home of pro wrestling is Madison Square Garden. Mm. And WWE have like a, a, a bit of a chance here, to, if they want to, and if they even care about any of this stuff, to just claw back a bit of the conversation. They're not going to get all of it. They're not going to get all of the buzz. That is clear. But they can get some. 
And I feel like they should try. Mm. And I, I don't, there, there's, there's something like, is there, is there sort of something we can separate? I think WWE should try. <laughs> How about this try? No, I don't think so. I'm, fl- no, I'm afraid no, we can't be doing that. <laughs> but like, yeah, I just think this is like an opportunity with this angle, with the sort of, you know, Brock being there, with the venue in particular. It does feel special. Mm. It, feels, it feels way more special to talk about than a standard episode of SmackDown. So deliver something, remind people that you still can. Uh, finally, uh, for this show, advertised is one John Cena, uh, also Sasha Banks. We should mention her as well. Uh, may may show up here. I sense probably not, mm. but yeah, could John Cena show up, or is this just a case of he's probably going to be there? He's probably going to be in a dark match because they don't really want to undersell the summer of Cena stuff that did so well for them. But I mean. They showed the footage, I think, last week of Brock Lesnar hoying him around post-SummerSlam. <laughs> it's almost like the narrative slightly moved on. Yes, I don't think... Um, I mean, they could, ultimately. He's, he'd be a tremendous ratings draw for them probably for a quarter hour if they just decided last minute, you know, I saw it, put him on the show, and then he had that little... Having him walk out in the beginning, welcome to SmackDown. Yeah, like that, that thing they love, that he... Was better than well, he was so good at doing that it became a thing that everybody has to do and nobody else can do it as good as him. So <laughs> uh, there's a hole in my bucket. No, like he could do that and that's fine, I guess. Um, my preference would be because there was a sort of um, there's a fun energy about Brock, like thinking, go on and I'll beat you up for all time's sake. You know, like Romans walked away, so I'll do this. I noticed on the poster, and again, it's not really we're not previewing something of SmackDown. It's just something that I think would be a nice way to to use the people you've got. I noticed on the, it was like, a, it's called Super Smackdown, isn't it? Like mm, the yes. idea that like there's scenes there, but like other raw people, I guess, you know. I saw Bobby Lashley on the poster. What if it was phone footage of Bobby Lashley chucking John Cena about? He comes out, maybe like at the end of the show, the heel's done something dastardly and John Cena comes and chases that heel off and he's like, I couldn't miss Madison Square Garden, New York. And then he gets battered in the same way Brock did by Lashley and that's the footage that circulates. And you've got like the WWE champion of today and another teased, oh, that could be a cool John Cena match down the road. Cena Lashley again. Like, they did it once at the Great American Bash and it sort of ruled. Yeah. And like, but it was a different world back then. Lashley was young. He lost the title match against him like all these years later. He's running it back with Orton. Yeah. You know, like, like that would be like nice phone footage to watch on Twitter, wouldn't it? Of like Lashley and MVP just stood over John Cena. You're old. Off. And then like, you know, there's just, you've just left like, like dropped a few crumbs there if you want to go back to that around WrestleMania season. You've done it, you know. Because um, it's either, if he, I'm not saying Lashley's going to be there, but if he was to be there, you've kind of got to like give the people an idea of Lashley versus Lesnar or Lashley versus Cena or something like that. Mm. You know, again, it's, it's not a square garden, it's this big night. So yeah, I would go for something like that. And maybe Cena actually cares about the title. So. Uh, Just a thought. Let us know your thoughts ahead of Super Smackdown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to WhatCultureWrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Loads of good stuff coming your way today. AW Rampage preview, WrestleCulture with a hashtag bloody good quiz, and then... On Saturday, myself and the Dadly Boys sitting down to chat about the future of Adam Cole in AEW. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to, the, to Michael Hamflet, not the Dadly Boys. Although I always thank them, thank both of them, because, yeah, I couldn't do it without them. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.